0: Again, we're working a series right now entitled Stay Battle Ready. And this is the third installment of this particular series. And I think it's very important. So just let me touch on something so you'll know. In this particular context, we are talking about putting on the full armor of God. The full armor of God. Paul had used some incredible figurative speaking and and teaching in this particular context of um, comparing the body armor of the Roman soldiers to the armor that we need to wear as physical or in our spiritual battle. Excuse me. So in this context, I need us to really follow this because it's important. First, I need you to know you're in a battle right now. (laughs) Oh yeah, you're in a battle. Satan is constantly trying to put pressure on people. He's constantly trying to steal your allegiance. He even did this when he tempted Jesus in the wilderness. He took Jesus up on the mountaintop and said, you see all of these kingdoms, all of these places. I will give that to you if you will come and follow me. He's always in search of allegiance. What does that mean to us in this spiritual battle? That means he wants your attention. He wants you to give away your faith for fear. He wants you to give up your, your love for him for hate of somebody else. These things that we've been talking about in this particular series, your battle is not with flesh and blood. No, your battle is a spiritual one. It's with evil forces on high. So again, you're in a battle, but right now what I need you to do, you don't have to run out there screaming and hollering and jumping up and down at Satan. The Bible says you just need to resist him. And he'll have to flee. Why? Because he's already defeated. This particular series gives us insight as to what these particular items mean to us. So we can stand strong. We talked about this last week. Stand firm. What's under your stand? Have you built your life on the rock? On this truth about Jesus being the son of the living God? Have you built your life on that fact? If not, then you've built your life on sand. And when the storms come, like they are right now, it's going to tell what's really in you. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So this is our third installment. So we get a chance to kind of get an understanding even more. Right now, we move into the actual pieces of armor that we're supposed to wear. The actual pieces of armor. So are you ready to have some fun? I hope so. Right now, we just need you to get out your notepads, pencils, and get ready to take some notes because we're about to dive in and to have some fun. Listen, it's stay battle ready, a biblical approach to spiritual warfare and armor. We're going to use our base verse, which is going to be Ephesians chapter six. This week, we're going to read verse 14 in the NIV. And it says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Again, next week we'll deal with the breastplate of righteousness. This week, we're gonna deal with the belt of truth. I'll read it one more time. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The belt of truth. When I was working law enforcement, we had what you would call our duty belt. And on your duty belt, you carried every piece of equipment that would be important for you to face any of the kind of situation that you would face in an altercation or in an everyday duty. On your duty belt would be your, your weapon, your, your magazines, your nightstick, your mace, everything, your taser, everything was on your duty belt. It held everything together. It was the centerpiece of everything that was on your uniform. And on that duty belt, you had everything that would provide for you security, provide for you any interaction that you might need if you interacted with somebody. So in this context, even for the Roman soldier, they had a belt that they wore that kept all of their equipment in a centered place, their breastplates and, and their legs and all of that stuff, a belt So. In this case, it's called the belt of truth. Let's just read this thing, a definition of truth. It says truth is the good news, the gospel, the reason Jesus came, the finality of what he accomplished. All of these facts are recorded in scripture. So what are we talking about? We're talking about a truth that we're supposed to utilize in our lives. We're talking about a truth that is based on scripture, that is based on what Jesus has done, the finality of what he's completed. Now, if you don't know this truth, then you're going to be in trouble. If this truth does not become the center of your being, you're going to be in trouble. Does this make sense to you so far? So this belt of truth, We'll hold everything together, but we have to be able to know, one, what truth is, and two, be able to utilize it in our lives. Let's go to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. We'll read this verse, and I think it'll give us insight. It says, so Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them. Listen closely. Abide in my word means to hold fast to Jesus's teachings and to live, not just breathe, but to live our lives in accordance with them. You are truly my disciples, not because you have a bumper sticker on your car that says I'm a Christian or I belong to so-and-so church. It's about following these truths and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, brothers and sisters, if the truth sets you free, what will put you in bondage? Error will. If you don't know truth, then you're going to end up in bondage. What kind of bondage are we talking about? We're not talking about physical chains, but we are talking about spiritual chains, emotional chains, fear dissension, discord, anger, jealousy, all of these things will be out of control because they're not based on the truth. So how do I understand this? If I know the truth, then I'll be free. Free of what? Free of those things I just listed, the fear, the anger, the hatred, the discord. But what is it that I should believe in? What is this truth? That Jesus finished work is complete. So let's just talk about that for a quick second. Jesus died on the cross, right? Why? John the Baptist seen him and said, "Look, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world." Listen to me, sin we learned before is what separated us from God. When Jesus, when God told them, "If you eat of this tree you will surely die," they ate of the tree, but they didn't physically die. They died spiritually because they were separated from God. So separation from God is death. So if you were, had the ability to resurrect the dead, you would have two major responsibilities to handle. First, you'd have to figure out why did they die? Because just to resurrect them from the dead... Wouldn't do them much good if what, if what killed them would just come and kill them again. Is anybody understanding what I'm saying? So you had to have a two-pronged attack on this particular thing. To resurrect them from the dead without curing them would just cause them to die again. So God had a plan that was fail-proof. The wages of sin is death. So sin is what caused us to be separated from God. The wages of sin is death. So sin <laughs> caused us to die, led us to death. So if God's going to fix this force, he has to first take care of the thing that caused us to die in the first place and that is sin. That is why Jesus came to take away the sin of the world. Does that mean that you are going to live perfectly? No. He took away the power of sin to make you a sinner again. Once you accept Jesus Christ, you go from a caterpillar to a butterfly. And butterflies fly. Every now and then they'll land back on the ground. They don't become a caterpillar again. And I need you to get this today. He paid for your sin. He paid for my sin, my present sin, my future sin, my past sin, for everybody. He paid for that. That freed us. Now, death is what Jesus had to deal with next. How did he do that? By resurrecting. He got up and broke the back of death that gave us now life. So he took care of the thing that caused us to die, then gave us eternal life. I need you to get this today. It's done. Jesus' death and his resurrection had the solution of what our dilemma was. That's truth, brothers and sisters. You have been set free. Oh, pastor, that can't be right. What am I supposed to do? We'll talk about that in a second. But I need you to understand this truth because if you have this truth around you, if you have this truth in your spirit, if you have this truth that's operating in your life, you won't be reminded when you run into somebody who wants to bring up your past. You won't fall victim to the fact that you're not perfect. You already know you're not perfect. That's why our, our, our Savior is in heaven advocating for us. Man, I need you to understand this. See, our problem is, is we have more ideas and concepts about sin than we do about grace and salvation. Most of us know everything about sin and nothing about what, what Jesus' death and his resurrection has meant for us. So, this truth sets you free. Know ye the truth and the truth will set you free. It will set you free from somebody trying to pull you back into the quagmire mire of hate, of dissension, of guilt, of all of those kinds of things. This truth... Set you free from that. I pray God you understand. Let's move on to another verse that will expand on this idea for us. Is this helping you today? Oh yeah, I can hear you out there. Yeah, I do. I hear you. Praise the Lord. It says in John chapter 16, John chapter 16, we're going to read the following verses. It says, but now, two words from my, one of my favorite songs, sung by Lenar Harris. But now it's a beautiful, beautiful song. But it says, but now I am going away to the one who sent me and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. Now here, Jesus is saying, I have to go. Why? Because part of this plan is for me to die, for me to go to heaven, for me to be able to send the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can be your guarantee. This is the truth. This guarantee lives in you. It's your guarantee of eternal salvation. But Jesus has got to go. That is a truth. Listen closely. It says, and when he comes, talking about the advocate or the Holy Spirit, and when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin. Sin here is singular, not plural. It's not talking about Newports and alcohol and, and wine and Johnny Walker and all those kind of things, but not telling you should do those things. Those are not, that's not smart. Cigarettes are still coffin nails, so you shouldn't be smoking them. But the idea here is there is a single sin that stops this cycle. There's a single sin that navigates this thing, that stops it, that wipes it out. Listen closely. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. So sin, righteousness, and judgment. Two, three major things that we need to understand because they are truths. The sin, the righteousness. Righteousness means right standing with God. Judgment. Judgment means if you've already accepted Jesus Christ and he's washed you clean, (laughs) What does judgment day look like for you? But we'll get to that in a minute. Is this making sense to you today? So listen closely. It says, Jesus told them the world's sin. Listen closely. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. I'm gonna read it one more time. Could you go back? There it is. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. So believing in Jesus Who takes away the sin of the world is what we need to do to nullify the wages of sin is death. Because the next part of that verse is the gift of God is the eternal life. So I hope you get this today. (laughs) The Holy Spirit will convict the world of its sin and its sin is That we won't believe in Jesus. What is it that we don't believe? Because people will tell you there's a historic Jesus. Yeah, I remember reading about him in the history book. In every religion on the planet Earth, Jesus is mentioned in the Quran and Hindu and Buddhism. He is mentioned in every book, but that doesn't mean they believe in him. My question to you, as we said last week, who do you say he is? Who is he to you? This truth is important for you to get today because if you can believe in him, not just that he existed, not as a historical figure, but he is the son of the living God, that he actually did come and die for you. He paid the debt that he didn't owe that you owe, but you couldn't pay. If you can grasp that truth, you can put it in your belt. You can make it a center point of your life. Let's read on. It says, righteousness is available because I go to the father. What? Righteousness is available because he goes. So your right standing to God has been restored because Jesus has paid the debt that separated you. What separated us? Sin. Did Jesus pay for the sin? Yes. So now you have right standing with God. Right standing With God. You know what this needs? Right standing needs right believing. You need to believe right about this because if you don't, you won't be set free. Know ye the truth, and the truth will set you free. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father, and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world, who is Satan, has already been judged. Now listen to me, this armor then that we're talking about is not about, Satan is not victorious. Satan is a meddler. He's he just kind of like a little gnat that just kind of buzzes around your ear. He's already defeated, but you don't have to make him a big subject. You should make Jesus the big subject. This is where we have gotten this thing wrong or kind of mixed up. We forget that Jesus is our first love. Jesus is our all in all. Jesus is our everything. So if there's anything I should know the most about, it should be him and not just him historically, but what he has accomplished for me. The finality of the cross. Jesus will never have to get on the cross again. Why? Because he effectively, powerfully, Completed everything God sent him to do on the cross. Oh, I sure hope you're getting this today. Your righteousness, your sin is paid for. You now have right standing with God and your judgment will be different. Why? Because the one who tries to judge you is Satan and he's already been judged. He's already been found guilty. He's already had his power taken away. I need you to know something today, body of Christ. You're free. You're free to serve the living God. Not free to do dumb stuff, but free to serve the living God. Why? Because everything that had you separated from God has been fixed. It's been justified. You've been reconciled. All of this is a truth that we must learn to stand on. Make it a part of your life. Why? See, because Satan is insidious. Oh, he'll come up alongside you and go, you know, you've never been right. I know you're not right. I remember when you did such and such and so and so. Why, just today you had a thought come to your mind. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. It's paid for. You need to remind Satan when that stuff happens, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I don't have to operate. I don't have to fulfill what that thought was. I can actually resist it and it has to flee. It has to go away. Am I going to do it perfectly all the time? No. So I'm going to give you a little secret. Are you ready? This is the truth. You'll never be sinless. That the more you grow in this, you will sin less. Let me say it one more time. You'll never be sinless, but the more you grow in this truth, you will sin less. Now hear me, because when I say that word sin, when I say that word judgment, we immediately go to a place of horror, of fear. But hear me, sin has been paid for. It no longer has the power to change who you are. And judgment doesn't always mean bad. I don't know about you. You go to court you got two choices. The judge can either determine to judge you innocent or judge you guilty. So judgment doesn't always mean something negative. You could be judged innocent. I know all the people who went to court and were judged innocent are very happy about that. And you need to be happy. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. God has taken care of your courtroom appearance. You stood there not knowing what your judgment was going to be. Jesus showed up and said, I paid for their crime. I take the sentence on me and I'm going to take it into death with me and I'm going to resolve them of whatever thing they were in. So they look at you, Jesus looked at you and said, leave the courtroom, now you're free. So I need you to understand something today. Are you free? Or are you waiting for some future freedom to come? There is none. You're already free. I pray God this is making sense to you. One more verse. or a couple more, but we'll go to this next one. Hopefully this works for you. John chapter 6, verse 29. Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Hmm. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, showed us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scripture says Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Listen closely. They said the scripture says that Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus says, listen closely. I tell you the truth. (laughs) Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. Now, this little tweak is so important for us to understand where this actual power comes from, where this actual cleansing come from. See, because we can be stuck on the fact that so-and-so baptized me or so-and-so prayed for me or so-and-so laid his hands on me. But so-and-so is not God. God sent bread from heaven. These people are confused about how they got to where they're going. Or my denomination did this for me. or no. Listen to me, God did. Why did God do this? Because he so loved you that he sent his only begotten son. Let's read on a little bit further. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. I need you to get that today. A lot of people come to church. A lot of people sit in these pews. A lot of people have bumper stickers. A lot of people wear crosses. A lot of people do a whole bunch of things that would symbolize a relationship with Christ. But those physical entities cannot represent a relationship that is spiritual and intimate. I need you to come to Jesus. (laughs) I need you to have this relationship in him. I need you to believe that everything he did is absolutely true. Therefore, what he did, he did for you receive that now and then it changes your life it gives you freedom to go about doing his work does that make sense to anybody today listen closely it says however those the father have given me will come to me and i will never reject them for i have come down from heaven to do the will of god who sent me not to do my own will And this is the will of God that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my father's will that all who see his son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. That's a truth, brothers and sisters, a truth. So you don't have to worry about your eternity because it's already taken care of. You don't have to worry about judgment because it's already taken care of. Every knee's gonna bow, but everybody's not gonna receive the same statement. Just like in a courtroom, you will be judged either guilty or you'll be judged not guilty. Why are we gonna be judged not guilty? Because Jesus took our guilt. Jesus took our our debt that we owed God, and he paid for it. What does that do for me? That frees me to serve Him, to run rampant, to go ye therefore into all the world, (laughs) to go and tell other people about what this great thing that has happened to me has happened. I'm set free to do that. This is the truth. Did Jesus complete everything God sent him to do? Yes. And then he confirmed it by saying, He's going to raise us all up on the last day. When that trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ shall rise. Everybody's going to get up and then we'll get new bodies that won't decay. They won't die. I need us to get this today. This is the truth that we live on. So whenever Satan comes along and says, you know what? I don't think your prayer was long enough. And so God didn't accept that as a prayer. So on judgment day, he's going to get you. Oh, don't listen to that grace stuff, man. There's a subsection that you haven't read yet. And on judgment day, God's going to get you. That's not how this goes, brothers and sisters. Please hear me today. It's done. The finished work of Christ. Well, if it's done, then why don't I just go out and do whatever heck I want to do? Because you already know doing whatever the heck you wanted to do got you in a situation that you weren't happy with. You were home crying, asking God then if you would just stop this, if you would just stop the room from spinning, if you would just do this, I'll never do that again. You already know what that life provides for you. So you have the choice now to choose God, to choose his beautiful grace, to choose his triumphant power in your life that has set you free. So you make up your mind to serving. Make up your mind to go. Does that mean Satan is going to run off and leave you? No. No. But all you got to do is resisting because you are now putting on your armor and your armor is going to protect you. You got this belt of truth now that you can hold on to. Got one more verse for you. You ready? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Are you ready? Yeah, that sounds better. (laughs) Ephesians chapter one. Listen, it says, Because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross. We're a free people, free of penalties and punishments chalked up by all our misdeeds. And not just barely free either, abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making. He set it all out before us in Christ. A long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him. Everything in deepest heaven. Everything... On planet earth. Brothers and sisters, I don't know about you. If you're listening to this, is this not complete? Is this not thorough? Is just not something. See, this is a truth. You want to make the center of your life. You want to make this truth something that you continue to stand on. He's done it all already. We're not finished. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what We are living for. I know this to be true because I wondered and I struggled and I fought. What the heck am I supposed to be doing? Why am I? I understand now. Why? Because I took the time to make Jesus my Messiah. And I thank him every day that he paid my debt. And because of that, now I found out what his will is for me. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and everyone. It's in Christ that you, Once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, (laughs) and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment on what's coming. A reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a praising and glorious life. Signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. <laughs> you got to believe it today, brothers and sisters. You're signed, you're sealed, you're delivered. It's a done deal. It is a major truth that you have to make the center point of your life. The Holy Spirit lives in you. Why? As a guarantee, as a down payment for the continuation of this plan as it unfolds. It's already Done. This belt of truth, put it on. Let it hold and be ready for the rest of the armor that you'll put on as we go forward. This belt of truth. I pray God today that this truth has helped you. Truth. It's done. Don't wait for something else. I talked to a guy the other day and he said, I need something deeper. There is nothing deeper. (laughs) It's already done. It's complete. It's a beautiful thing. So if anything, if you want to do anything, you go back to John chapter six, verse 29, and said the work that God would want you to do is believe in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Believe that Jesus is exactly what the word of God says he is. He is the son of the living God who God sent to take away the sin of the world. And he died and paid the price that we couldn't pay. And then he rose to give us life. Now live brothers and sisters, the world needs us right now. They need to know the difference between death and life. You have received life. Now be the light that shines on a hilltop. Be the salt Of the earth that people can get flavor from you, a flavor that leads them out of fear and despair and leads them to resting in Christ. I love you, brothers and sisters. Look forward to going next week into the next part of our body armor. Would you pray with me right now? Just close your eyes. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this message that you have given us. We pray, Father, that someone's heart has been stirred. Someone's mind has been rattled. Someone's allegiance has switched from fear to faith. From hate to love. From Satan to you, Christ. We pray that this has taken place. Father, we thank you today for the victories that are being experienced, that are being had right now by those who have heard this truth. In Jesus' name, we pray and everyone say it. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Look forward to seeing you next week.